hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Mastery Podcast, where our focus is on providing tools, resources, and insights that empower driven individuals to become the masters of their own financial independence journey. My name is Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about 10 things high earners just like you should make sure you have covered before the close of the year. Now, if you've been following along with us all year long, then many of the things that we're going to talk about have likely already been marked off your to-do list. But if you're just now trying to get up to speed, then be sure to listen to today's episode as these 10 things can save you time and money as we head into the new year. Now, we've also posted a more comprehensive list of year-end things to do on our Five Mastery blog, so be sure to check out the show notes or just head on over to FiveMastery.com to read more about the report yourself. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. The end of the year is upon us, and with it comes one last chance to get your financial ducks in a row before it ends up costing you. You see, while many of us are focused on trimming trees and making last-minute gift purchases, the truth is that many of us likely have that one item on our financial to-do list that we've been meaning to get to all year long. And while it may not seem like a big deal right now, failing to take care of just one of these year-end planning items that you've likely been putting off all year or simply aren't aware of could end up costing you thousands of dollars over the near or long term. And how is this possible? Well, imagine for a moment that you received stock options from your employer, but you haven't yet paid attention to the vesting schedule. Suddenly, a large portion of your ward vests at a high market value, and come next April, you're likely stuck with a hefty tax bill that you weren't prepared for. That's why evaluating these scenarios would likely have given you time to properly disposition your ISOs or raise the cash necessary to cover your tax bill. And even if your financial situation doesn't involve the complexities of equity compensation, there are plenty of other things to consider before the year comes to a close. This might involve reviewing things like your designated beneficiaries, assessing your cash management process, and even preparing for potential tax changes that could give you a leg up and save you some money as we enter the new year. Either way, while this list that we're going to talk about today might not be exhaustive, the fact is that reviewing and taking care of just one item here on this list could save you time and money and get you started on the right foot as we head into 2024. Now, while there are a host of things that you could do to get your financial house in order as the year comes to a close, we've narrowed down our list to just the 10 things that high-earning tech professionals and business owners should consider before the end of the year. All right, so let's jump right into it. So then with tip number one, here you'll want to focus on optimizing your investment portfolio. All right, so as the year comes to a close, one of the first things you want to do is review your portfolio to assure it aligns with your risk tolerance and your investment goals. That's because market shifts throughout the year can leave your asset allocation out of alignment. That's why now is a perfect time to realign your investment portfolio with your chosen investment objective and start the new year off right. Indeed, this process will ensure that you're maximizing your after-tax returns, considering cost-efficient funds, and assessing the tax impact of your investment choices to enhance and preserve your overall assets. So then as you get started with this process, you can ask yourself, does my current portfolio allocation still align with my financial goals and risk tolerance after all of the changes in my life and career and the markets this year? Then using this question as a starting point, review your current asset allocation and compare it to your target allocation found in your investment policy statement. And if you don't have an investment policy statement, then now would be a good time to talk to your financial advisor about getting one put together. All right, the next tip you may want to consider is doing some charitable giving through a donor-advised fund. Now, if you already have a donor-advised fund in place, then reviewing your charitable contributions before year-end will ensure that you're maximizing your tax deductions for 2023. And if you don't have one in place, it's here worth noting that a donor-advised fund could be especially advantageous and offers flexibility in donation timing and tax planning, so it's something worth looking into. Now, here in this situation, you may want to ask yourself, you know, how have I optimized my charitable giving this year to achieve my philanthropic goals while maximizing my tax benefits? And so after asking yourself this question, if you come back with an answer of no, then now may be the time to consider a donor advice.
decentralized fund and look at different ways to contribute cash, stocks, and other assets. Now, our tip number three before year end is to maximize your retirement account contributions. Now, the end of the year is also your last chance to maximize contributions to your retirement accounts for the current tax year. Now, for many of you out there, this might be a no-brainer, but it's worth reminding you that taking this approach could allow you to reduce your taxable income and put more money to work sooner rather than later. So what exactly do you need to do? Well, here what you'll want to do is ensure that you're contributing the maximum amounts to your retirement accounts and explore non-deductible 401k and IRA contributions, followed by Roth conversions to take advantage of tax-free growth. Either way, check your year-to-date contributions to see if they're below the limits. And if there's still room, adjust the remaining amount of contributions to reach your maximum before year-end. And if you still need some help on this specific topic, then be sure to check out our resources at FiMastery.com. All right, tip number four here is to consider your tax loss harvesting opportunities. Now, as you likely know, the markets have moved up and down this year. And while some stocks are posting big gains, it's very well possible that you might be holding on to some losses in your portfolio as well. That's why now it might be the time to check your portfolio one last time and see if there are any opportunities for tax loss harvesting. Now, we wrote about this topic of loss harvesting a few weeks back, so be sure to check out a report on that topic. Nevertheless, it's essential to remember that losses in your portfolio can offset gains and reduce your taxable income as they occur. That's why year-end is a critical time to review your portfolio for ways to avoid leaving money on the table. And you could do this by identifying investments that are down from their purchase price, sell them to realize a loss, which then can be used to offset realized capital gains, and to some extent, some of your ordinary income on your tax return. All right, tip number five is to manage your company stock concentration. Now, as we wrote about earlier this year, having a significant portion of your wealth and company stock poses a high risk to your life and your financial goals. That's why now's a great time to reassess these concentration risks and make strategic adjustments as necessary. And how do you go about this process? Well, one way to figure out whether you're taking on too much risk is to ask yourself, are my holdings and my employer's stock appropriately balanced or am I overexposed to potential volatility and risk? Another way to look at it is if you have more than 20% of your total portfolio allocation held in company stock, then you might be concentrated. Either way, if you come to realize that you're taking on too much risk, or even if you still need help figuring out the right level of concentration for you, be sure to check out our piece on managing concentrated stock available at FiMastery.com. All right, for you tech workers out there, tip number six here is to dial in the right withholding for your equity compensation. Now, when it comes to avoiding unnecessary surprises, not paying enough tax on equity compensation is another issue that many high earners face come April. Now, while it may be too late to affect this year's tax season, if you want to avoid unexpected surprises next year, or rather in 2025, then you'll likely want to take some time now to ensure that the withholding on your equity compensation is accurate before the year closes and that you have enough cash on hand to pay this coming year's tax bill. Here, what you'll likely want to do is take a step back and ask yourself, is the amount being withheld as my RSUs vest or ISOs or exercise sufficient to cover my expected tax liability? That's why at a minimum, take a few minutes to review your pay stubs or talk to your HR department and check your current tax withholdings and adjust them if necessary to avoid underwithholding penalties. Now, tip number seven is one that everybody could use, and that's to develop a detailed cash flow analysis for 2023. Now, as many of you know, understanding your cash flows is crucial for making informed financial decisions now and into the future. That's why reviewing your spending decisions at year end can help you adjust your spending and savings strategy in an appropriate way and help you get a leg up as you start the new year. And how do you go about this process? Well, here what you'll want to do is analyze your income versus your expenses to ensure that you're making informed decisions that align with your overall financial plan. You can start by tracking your income and expenses using a cash flow tool or a spreadsheet. And what you'll want to do is identify areas where adjustments can be made to better align your saving and your spending with your overall financial objectives. And if you still need help in this area or you're not sure where to start, be sure to check out our free resources over at the blog. All right, year-end planning tip number eight is to optimize your employer benefits. Now with benefits election season largely behind us, talking about optimizing your benefits might seem like a topic whose shift 
ship has already sailed. Now, with that said, many employers offer a second chance to make last minute changes in the month of December before your benefits go into effect in January. That's why now may be the time to ensure that you're taking full advantage of your employer benefits and make any changes as necessary. Here again, if this option is available to you, be sure to review your benefits book, look at your elections, understand what's available to you, and make any changes during the second look period to make sure that you're not leaving any money on the table as we head into the new year. And while you're considering that second look at your benefits, take the time to evaluate the balance in your health savings account and make adjustments as necessary. Now, as you'll likely recall, contributions to your HSA offer a triple tax advantage, and the year end is your last chance to change that contribution for the upcoming year. And so how much should you contribute to this account? Well, one of the easiest ways to determine whether you should have added more to this account is to check your HSA balance right now. Do you still have money in this account or could you've used more money this year? Now, if you have a good chunk of change in your HSA, then your contributions may be on the right track. And if you're out of money as we close out the year, now may be a good time to consider upping your contributions for the coming year if your employer offers a second look adjustment to your benefits election. And finally, for tip number 10, another crucial topic here is to review your estate plan at year end. Now, the truth is that many of us don't want to think about what happens to us after we pass. We'd all like to just sign on the dotted line when it comes to our will and hope that our family will figure it out after we're gone. But the truth is that laws and personal circumstances will change. And so our estate plans need to adapt and change with the times. And so the year end is a natural time to ensure that your estate plan reflects your current wishes and maximizes your tax advantages. Here, what you want to do is think back to the past year and update your estate plan to reflect any changes in tax laws and your wealth status or your personal wishes. You can do this by reviewing your current estate planning documents, checking them for accuracy and current dispositions like beneficiaries and designated agents, and making changes as necessary with the help of your attorney or online legal services, depending on your current situation. Now, when it comes down to it, the big takeaway here is that as a year draws to a close, it's not just the festive lights that should be catching your attention this holiday season, but also those crucial financial tasks that have been waiting in the wings all year long. And while this list may seem a little bit overwhelming at first, the truth is that taking just a few minutes to review your financial situation could save you time and money as we head into the new year. And if you're not sure where to get started, be sure to check out our learning resources at FireMastery.com where you'll find additional how-to information on each of these topics. Indeed, from the stock options you've overlooked to the tax loss harvesting opportunities right for the picking, there's likely a goldmine of potential savings and financial optimizations at your fingertip to choose from. But remember, it's not just about your investments, it's about taking a holistic view of your financial well-being. That's why updating your beneficiaries, fine-tuning your cash management process, and staying ahead of potential tax changes next year are not just items on the checklist, they're pillars of a solid financial foundation that when dressed appropriately will take you one step closer to becoming the master of your own financial independence journey. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the FiMastery podcast. To learn more about today's topic, you can visit the episodes page at FiMastery.com. And if you can find one person in your life who would find today's message helpful in getting their financial house in order, please share this episode with them. But until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity. The Five Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast is limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice, or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.